Manna or Meatloaf, Episode 77, Living As If. Hello, hello. Okay, so um, let's talk about last week's episode. <laughs> oh my goodness, yikes. Most of the time, I don't even listen to the episodes after I publish them. Usually, I just listen as I'm editing, and that's good enough for me, because I still maintain that no one really likes to listen to their own recorded voice. It just sounds weird, but I did this one. And I felt like my thoughts last week just didn't come out as clearly as they kind of made sense in my head. So I'm hoping that this episode, once piggybacked, will bring this information more into focus. Because today I want to talk about living as if. My entire point with last week's episode, Look to See, was the fact that Sometimes we have to look intentionally or force our gaze or the direction we're looking to see things clearly. We talked about guided imagery as a way to create or guide our thoughts in a manner that serves us better in terms of relaxing, stress reduction, and setting and achieving goals. And so now I want to add to that, what if... What if we were all able to master the art of living as if? What might we change, become, or do better at if we really learned through guided imagery or the process of creating images, experiences, thoughts, and feelings to actually live, feel, create, and see our futures the way we'd like them to be? I know that's sometimes really hard to wrap our heads around, right? But just like guided imagery, this practice does take a lot of mental discipline and lots and lots of practice. But I hope you'll see when we're finished why and how this can serve you so beautifully and take you from a place of just reacting to your life experience, taking it all in like you're watching it from the passenger seat of a car someone else is driving, to being the one with the wheel in your hands, the one who's making all the decisions, the ones who's intentionally choosing where to go and how you're going to get there. Quote, your brain wants to be right about what you believe is true, end quote. That's what my life coach Jody Moore teaches. And she goes on to explain that if you ever find yourself stuck or unable to reach your goals, you could be a person that is relying too much on the evidence of the past and that shifting your focus to the future can make all the difference. A large part of where we are right now whether it's with our weight, our income, our job description, the house, the marriage, the self-confidence, the anxiety, and the faith is based on the past. It is derived from the stories our brain wants to believe are true. Those beliefs come from the stories we're telling ourselves over and over again. For example, if you believe you can't ever lose weight, or you lose your temper quickly, or you can't afford something, or have a lot of anxiety, while this may all be very true, reminding yourself of that fact based on past evidence only makes it more likely to happen again in the future. Every time I try to actively lose weight, for example, the same story rises to the surface for me, and it's something I really, really need to work on. I can almost hear myself explain, I can't diet. My body just rebels. 
And it's so true, too. (laughs) Sadly, every single time I try to restrict something, whether it's candy or calories, I totally sabotage myself. Every time I deny myself, my brain seems to instantly go to, oh crap, here she goes again. We need to hang on with a death grip to every single calorie because she's going to starve us or deny us the things that make us feel so stinking good. The second I start restricting my diet, it seems like the more I want the food and the more weight I gain. Am I alone here? This is the story in my life. And there's tons of evidence in my past to prove to my brain that that's been true in the past. So it must be true now. The problem is we shouldn't be looking to the past for directions to the future because hello, we're not going that way. But going to the past for that evidence is so much easier, right? I mean, we have a lifetime, this entire body of evidence to draw upon. We have memories, we have feelings and thoughts that support that story. They're super clear, and we even have the extra pounds as proof of the last failed attempt. On the other hand, if we're asked to look into the future and see ourselves in it, we don't have that same body of evidence, do we? It's hard for us to see the future because we don't have any proof. We haven't been there. We don't have all those experiences to draw upon. And so our brains are at a loss of how to convince us that that newer, better version, the one with a leaner, healthier body, can actually be a reality. That's where my past episode, Looking to See, comes into play. By directing or focusing our gaze intentionally and guiding our minds to see things as we'd like them to be through engaging our senses and making them feel real, we can begin to convince our minds that these things are possible. I found a wonderful blog on HuffPost, November 17th, 2011, and it was called The Law of Attraction, How to Act as If. It said, quote, acting as if is about believing in things that don't currently exist and that there may not be much evidence for. This is about living a faith-based life, not an evidence-based life. When we choose to live with a strong faith in things not seen, not proven, and not guaranteed, we tap into the power of the possible and we supersede the literal and predictable. Wayne Dyer wrote a great book a number of years ago called, You'll See It When You Believe It. So many of us live important aspects of our lives with the silent mantra of, I'll believe it when I see it. And in doing so, we hold ourselves back, limit what's possible, and negate the power of our mind, imagination, and intention to allow and create things, situations, experiences, and outcomes that are new, unpredictable, and even miraculous. End quote. I love that so much. I loved so, so many things about it. Because isn't it the truth? I know I tend to do that to myself. So for example, my husband and I own a med spa that we run alongside his medical practice, and I see this very thing every single day. Here's the perfect example. I did a laser procedure on a woman who came in after her final procedure and asked for her money back. She wasn't happy stating that she had even more wrinkles and age spots than she did before she did the procedures. 
I was very patient with her. I validated that I could understand how frustrating that must be. But I asked if we could take another series of pictures. And sure enough, we took the pictures of her at that very moment and compared them to the before pictures that we took on the very same wall with the same background and the same lighting. The pictures were undeniable, even to her. So how could that be? Because we see ourselves through the stories our brains believe are true. She told me those stories. She said, I look so old. My face is nothing but wrinkles. I look exactly like my mother did. And so that's exactly what she sees. Only was she forced to look to really see, did it become clear to her? Needless to say, this woman didn't demand a refund. In fact, she ended up purchasing another laser procedure. So here's the question we have to ask ourselves. Do I really want to keep retelling myself those stories and focus on what's happened in the past so that my brain can be right? Or do I want to switch my focus to the future and create or look to see an entirely different outcome, to live as if? The truth is, so many times we get exactly what we expect, which is pretty powerful when you stop and think about it, and pretty darn scary too. So like I said earlier, do we want to remain in the passenger seat and just see where we end up, hoping it will somehow be better than last time? Or do we want to kick the driver out and take over the wheel? Because we can if we start living as if. The first step to living as if is to start seeing yourself as the person you want to be and then do the things that person would do. For example, if you want to write a book and be an author, you need to do what authors do and see yourself writing, then write. If you want to be successful and lose weight, you have to see yourself thinner and healthier doing the things thinner, healthier people do, including passing on the Krispy Kremes your daughter brought to the Super Bowl party. Oh, yeah, that may or may not have been my little internal dialogue there. Sorry, I pinged a little bit there. Okay, if you want to forgive a person who's hurt you, maybe, you have to see yourself interacting with genuine kindness to that person and love. You have to bring yourself to feel those feelings. No, it's not enough to simply think the thoughts and then follow through with actions. You have to convince yourself, convince your brain that's focused on past truths that this new story can also be true. And we do that by guided imagery, walking through the steps, seeing every detail, smelling the smells, feeling the temperature on your skin, hearing the sounds that will make this real in your mind. Remember the example of imagining holding your new granddaughter as a way to relax in last week's episode? Kids have a way of doing this so naturally. They have this mastered. For example, we went to a fun park with three of our grandkids last week. And on day one of our long weekend, we walked past it while we were taking a walk. And I read them the list on the building of all the fun things they offered. Laser tag, go-karts, arcades, the list went on and on. But we had other things planned that day on that first day. So it wasn't until the second day that we started our five-hour-long adventure. Yes, it was truly five hours. 
As we walked up to the front door that day, our darling grandson Walker said, with so much excitement, he could hardly stand it. His little feet were literally dancing, and he could not hold still. He said, I love this place so much. I started giggling, and I said, sweetie, you haven't even been here. And he said, matter-of-factly, I still love it so much. Ever since yesterday, he'd been seeing in his mind the interpretation of the list I'd read to him the day before. And can't you imagine the lens he saw through from a five-year-old perspective when he thought about go-karts? He may have seen himself driving and going super fast like Lightning McQueen in the Disney Pixar movie Cars. He probably saw the color of car he'd be driving, heard the sounds he remembered hearing when we passed, and sure enough, his thoughts became things the very next day. And I'm here to tell you, he drove that little go-kart so fast he passed his big sister with a grin on his face that we couldn't have wiped off if we had tried. Then just today, I was talking to another granddaughter, Ruby, about our annual Lake Powell family tradition. And she immediately said, I wish I could build a sand castle. I asked if she remembered making one last summer, and I could see the wheels starting to roll in her creative little mind. Before I knew it, we were building a sandcastle out of clear plastic cups, and she was building the one she could see in her mind, which, by the way, was way bigger and way taller than the one she built last year. Why is it so easy for kids to master this art? I tend to think it's because they still use their imaginations. A lot. And they're not afraid to dream. What if we weren't afraid to dream about what could be if only we lived as if it weren't a dream? If we could actually help those dreams become realities? Oh, what a wonderful thought. Okay, I want you to ask yourself some questions, will you? If I start living today as if... I already had every single thing I needed to be happy right here, right now. What would that feel like? How freeing would that be? And how content could I feel? P.S. You know you do have everything you need right now, don't you? I hope so. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to try this one on for myself and feel free to join me. If I lived as if I was already 30 pounds lighter. What decisions would I make when I was faced with daily food choices? What would I feel like in my lighter, healthier body? How do I look in my new pair of stretchy jeans that I don't immediately feel like covering up with a long tunic top? Thinking those thoughts in detail and feeling the feelings that accompany those thoughts are the most important first step in living as if you've already achieved your goals. Then naturally, Things seem to fall into place, and just like Walker with the fun park, your visualizations can become realities. Some people call this manifestation the law of attraction. Like attracts like, thoughts create things, we get what we focus on, and some people call it reaping what you sow. Even I have said many times on this podcast that the more you focus on something and the more energy you give it, the bigger it becomes. But I also believe that our loving Father in Heaven created us to experience joy, to live and learn, and to become the very best we can be. And there are many scriptures that seem to point the very same direction I'm alluding to in this idea of living as if. 
For example, in Matthew 21, verse 22, Jesus taught his disciples, quote, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. End quote. Whoop, there it is. You have to believe it before you can receive it. Now, obviously, don't disregard God's role here as being the giver of every good gift, but I also believe He wants us to do as much as we can in creating these positive outcomes, and then, of course, thank Him for our bounteous blessings. What about Mark 9, verse 23? Jesus told the father of the young boy, quote, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth, end quote. Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus told Peter, quote, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. End quote. Are you catching this? That in each of these and many other scriptures, we are told that believing first that we can and will be able to receive them is key. The same applies to guided imagery. We have to believe the futures we're trying to create. And when we include our Father in heaven in prayer and rely on the grace of our Savior Jesus Christ, the righteous desires of our hearts can become completely attainable. In Moses 7.44, Enoch was shown the horrible wickedness of the people and the utter destruction of every living thing during the time of Noah. In verse 44, it reads, And as Enoch saw this, he had bitterness of soul and wept over his brethren and said unto the heavens, I will refuse to be comforted. But the Lord said unto Enoch, Lift up your heart and be glad and look. Oh, if you remember the word look as an action word from last week, I find such great comfort in this scripture as the Lord guides Enoch's ability to see clearly the thing that would help him feel glad. I believe he can help us do the exact same thing. So think about that this week. Do some homework, and next week we'll do some hands-on applications, and I'm excited about that. But until then, I want you to each take a good hard look at where you are, exactly where you are, where you're going, and what you need to do to get there. And we'll pick up where we left off next week. Have a great one. (music) 